Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So uh, I was kind of surprised to see this story um, over at uh, Tablet Magazine, tabletmag.com by Lee Smith. Apparently the Trump administration had to suspend an envoy. This is all just coming out now. It's been a while, but this new information has come out now. The Trump administration had to suspend an envoy to Russia who helped to fund, support, and direct a Russian intelligence operation designed to influence the United States and allied governments. Oh, no, sorry, uh, my bad. That was the Biden administration, and it was Iran. My bad, sorry. I mean, that could happen to anybody. Yeah, the people that were, oh, so concerned and worried about the end of democracy and, and fascism and literally a Nazi, and which is weird. They always talk about fascism is not socialism, but then they would equate Trump to fascism and Nazism, and Nazism is national socialism. And Anyway, um, yeah, this is about Iran. And apparently it goes back to the Obama administration. The Biden administration's now suspended Iran, Iran, Iran. We used to do a thing back in the 80s when the hostage crisis was going on, besides the tying of the yellow ribbons around our trees on our front yard. Um, we would do this thing on the school bus where you like you make a fist and you, you flip out your thumb and you go, I walked. And then you flip out your middle Sorry, you flip out your pointer finger and you say, I jogged. Then you flip out the middle finger and I walked, I jogged, I ran. Get it? We were cutting edge back then. We Look, we didn't have memes to go off of. That was like an early era meme. That's what that looked like. Anyway, the Biden administration's now suspended. So at least they suspended this guy. His name is Robert Malley. This guy apparently helped to fund, support, and direct an Iranian intelligence operation designed to influence the United States and allied governments, according to a trove of purloined Iranian government emails. So I'm assuming, what, nobody's going to be reporting on any of this. Are we going to get lockdown stories on social media because these were purloined Iranian government emails, they were stolen, they were hacked, I guess, or they were obtained through surreptitious means. Wasn't that the excuse we heard about the DNC, quote, hack, which was actually just, what's his face, Podesta? Falling for some, you know, phishing scam, like, hey, uh, you need to reset your password, click this link and give us all the access we could ever want. And then they embedded some sort of a, a program to scrape all of his information the emails which were reported by veteran wall street journal correspondent jay solomon writing in semaphore and by iran international that is a london-based emigre i guess like former iranians who are now based in london 
It's an opposition outlet, but it's actually the most widely read independent news source inside of Iran. And so these emails were published last week after being extensively verified over a period of several months by both of these two outlets. They showed that Robert Malley had helped to infiltrate an Iranian agent of influence named Ariane Tabatabai. 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 That's a fun-sounding name. Anyway, um, put her into some of the most sensitive positions in the U.S. government, first at the State Department and now the Pentagon, where she has been serving as Chief of Staff for the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Special Operations, Christopher Mayer. Don't call it a spy ring. It's not a spy ring, people. Okay? I know, like, I'm going to give you a bunch of information here, and as I, as I go through this, I start talking about the details, it's going to sound like a spy operation. It's going to sound like espionage, but it's not. Okay? It's not. The reason why is because Democrat. Okay? So just so we're all clear, much like any um, uh, disagreements inside of the Republican Party, like those are all civil wars. You know, it's a civil war inside the GOP. But whenever there is internal conflict inside the Democrat Party, it's never a civil war. You can't call it a civil war. And maybe that's because, you know, Democrats caused the last civil war, and so they don't, like, want any kind of that... Uh, baggage carrying over into another uh, century. I, d- I don't know. But they're always framed as Democrats in disarray. And the people on the left, by the way, Democrats, oh, they loathe it. They hate it. They hate media narratives of Democrats in disarray. They hate it as much as Republicans and conservatives hate the pouncing in the seizing narrative that media always crafts when it's about them. But the funny thing is, is that Democrats also say that they're in disarray. Like the same people, they will be mad that the media frames it as Democrats in disarray. But they will also tell you that, I wish we could be like Republicans. They're always so on message and they vote in lockstep. There are no independent thinkers. They fall right in line on all this stuff. Like, for example, see Matt Gates, right? Perfect example of the way Republicans are all of a single thought on everything. Um, so the same people will complain about Democrats in disarray narratives, but then they also argue that the Democrats are always in disarray, but never, ever, ever a civil war. Okay. So this is not an espionage story. This is not, these are not spies. They merely worked inside of the U S government during the Obama and Biden administrations in high level positions and would funnel information and receive Direction from Iranian officials in order to get things that Iran wanted out of the U.S. government, particularly during the debate over the Iran nuclear deal. Not aspiring, see? Very clearly, not aspiring. Come on. So about these emails, the purloined emails, I believe that means stolen were exchanged over a period of several years between Iranian regime diplomats and analysts, and they show that Tabatabai was part of a regime propaganda unit, not a spy unit. I just want to make that very clear here, because people, look, people are going to hear this stuff, and, you know, these crazy right-wingers, they're going to just start spinning all of these conspiracy theories and stuff. 
that's just merely a propaganda unit, which could be really confused with, like, most legacy media outlets at this point. I mean, that's sure. The propaganda unit was set up in 2014 by the Iranian Foreign Ministry. Which they would not do if it was a spy ring. It would not be set up by the Iranian Foreign Ministry. Obviously. It was called the IEI. Or the IEI. And uh, it, was, it stood for the Iran Experts Initiative. And it tasked its operatives, not spies, its operatives, drawn from Iranian diaspora communities. What does that mean? It means people who are Iranian, they come to America... And many of them want to be here. I have friends who are from uh, originally from Iran. He fled when the Shah was deposed. Uh, He fled. He sold everything he had and he fled the country and he built a life in America and he loves America. And he can never go back. They tried him in absentia. So if he ever goes back, like he's dead. So there are a lot of people that come from Iran that are like that. Not talking about them. We're talking about people who come from Iran and they still love Iran and they love the mullahs. And they love the mullahs. I can only assume this is why they did it. It was for the money and the love of the clerics. The Islamic Revolution, I, sus- I suppose. So the IEI tasked operatives drawn from Iranian diaspora communities to promote Iranian interests during the clerical regime's negotiations with the United States over its nuclear weapons program. So at least, right, at least it wasn't, they weren't, you know, They weren't undermining American interest during like a super important, you know, problem. I mean, at least so it was just it was just a minor thing, you know. All right. You may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while. And it's a great organization. They got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid. And back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. So the contents of the emails from these Iranian officials back and forth to U.S. officials and people that were part of uh, these like nonprofit groups and think tanks and such that were all in line with the Iranian regime and what they wanted. And these uh, Iranian expats were all working to advance the Iranian position inside the Obama administration and now the Biden administration. To the point where one of them, the Iran envoy for Biden, a guy by the name of Robert Malley, has been suspended, has been for a couple months now. The contents of the emails are damning, writes Lee Smith at Tablet Magazine, showing a group of Iranian-American academics being recruited by the Iranian regime meeting together in foreign countries to receive uh, to receive instructions from top regime officials and pledging their personal loyalty to the regime 
not a spy operation. Okay. They also show how these operatives used their Iranian heritage and Western academic positions to influence U.S. policy towards Iran, first as outside experts, quote-unquote, and then from high-level U.S. government posts. Both inside and outside of government, the efforts of members of this circle were repeatedly supported and advanced by Robert Malley, who served as the U.S. government's chief interlocutor. I don't know, bagman? Dead drop arranger? I don't know, what do, you, what do you think? Anyway, he was the main intermediary with Iran under both the Obama and Biden administrations. Which, let's be honest, it's just the Obama's third term, right? Malley is also the former head of the International Crisis Group, the ICG, which directly paid and credentialed several key members of the regime's influence operation. It's a Pete tweet. Pete. I wish that we had a media that would ask former Vice President Biden what President Obama knows about the Iranian spy, uh, I mean, Iranian grift ring, and when did he find out about it? We can still dream about an interested media, I guess. Thanks for bringing us this information. That is from Cirque de la Sol. Um, I will say that this was first reported by uh, former Wall Street Journal correspondent and now uh, a writer at Semaphore, S-E-M-A-F-O-R, Semaphore. His name is Jay Solomon. But it's also, um, it was, I guess, a, a, a cooperative project with Iran International, a London-based opposition outlet. Somehow or another, they got all of these emails, and they combed through it. They, they checked the sources. Apparently, they've been working on this for months, as will become evident in a couple moments. So you have this IEI, the Iran Experts Initiative, that was tasked with um, promoting the Iranian perspective, their narrative, what the mullahs wanted um, the American people to know and to apply pressure inside of the halls of government and academia and media, the, the institutions, right? The march through the institutions, if you will. And so... Uh, The IEI, according to a 2014 email from one Iranian official to one of Iran's lead nuclear negotiators, quote, consisted of a core group of six to ten distinguished second generation Iranians who have established affiliation with the leading international think tanks and academic institutions, mainly in Europe and the United States. It was funded and supported by an Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps official. So it's not like there's any kind of direct evidence, right? Isn't that what we're going to hear from a lot of our friends on the left? No, no direct evidence. I would submit there's way more than direct evidence by the fact that they had to suspend the Iranian envoy in the Biden administration, Robert Malley. The IEI recruited several U.S.-based analysts, including... Tabatabai, along with Ali Vaez, Dina Esfandiar, Esfandiar, whatever, a bunch of other people, okay, all of whom willingly accepted Iranian guidance, or as some others might call it, orders. Again, not aspiring people, okay. These Middle East experts were then subsequently hired, credentialed, supported, and funded by Robert Malley, and 
this ICG organization where he was president from January of 2018 until January of 2021. That's when he then joined the Biden administration. Obama tapped Mali in 2014 to run negotiations for the Iran nuclear deal. Does this make sense now? Remember, let's go back to those heady days. Oh, lo, those many nine years ago, right? Remember when we would we would get the reports and we would hear sort of the contours of the deal and the and, and then the details of the deal and all of it was very perplexing. Why oh why are they doing these things for Iran? And I know a lot of people were like, that's because Obama's a Muslim, you know? And that never rang true for me. This, this explains it. This explains it. Next up, skip ahead here. It's a very lengthy article, by the way. This is a tablet magazine, and the original reporting is from um, Semaphore, but it was behind a paywall, and so, like, I didn't want to pay for just one article, you know? I didn't want to do a whole subscription. I know you can get the first month free, but that's how they get you, okay? Just like drugs, people. That's how they get you. The first bump's free. Then you're hooked. Next thing you know, yeah, the next thing you know, you're like you're pawning your guitar, you know, in order to pay for these subscriptions. It's just not worth it. I mean, in some cases it is worth it. But in a lot of cases it's not worth it. I don't I don't foresee myself reading Semaphore on a regular basis. All right, so this woman, one of the uh the spy, I mean, sorry, one of the uh, experts, the credentialed expert, Ariana Tabatabai. I just like saying it that way. I don't know if that's the way she pronounces it. But her correspondence with Iranian officials offer clear evidence that Robert Malley's protege, Tabatabai, was an active participant in a covert Iranian influence campaign designed to shape U.S. government policy in order to serve the interests of the Iranian regime. Her requests for, quote, guidance from top Iranian officials, which she appears to have faithfully followed, and her desire to harmonize her own words and actions with regime operatives are hardly the behavior of an impartial academic or a U.S. public servant. Tabatabai's emails show her enthusiastically submitting to the control of top Iranian officials who then guided her efforts to propagandize and collect intelligence on U.S. and allied officials in order to advance the interests of the Islamic Republic. Again, I cannot stress this enough. This is not espionage. Simply regurgitating the propaganda talking points from Iran during the nuclear negotiations, so a very low-level issue, can really impact much of anything or anybody, right, Doing that and then also collecting intelligence on U.S. and allied officials in order. Oh, OK, but that that actually is espionage then. Right. That's. Yeah, I think that is the spying that that seems to fit the definition pretty well. Peter Thoreau, who, as I understand it, is very detail oriented. That's what I understand. He's a veteran Mideast analyst who is now retired from the CIA. He was actually awarded the Career Intelligence Medal for his service. He says, quote, I know what a spy network looks like. (laughs) During his 25 years at the agency, Thoreau, 
was frequently called on to analyze the Iranian regime and its foreign spying and terror networks. Quote, this is how recruited assets speak to their handling officers. There's a lot of this mood music around that correspondence saying, let me know what you need me to collect. It seems cl-, he says, it seems clear who's the subordinate. What you'd call responsive to tasking. That's what the intel community calls it. Responsive to tasking. What can I do for you? Just tell me I'm willing to do it. Oh, I love you guys. You're so awesome. Viva la Islamic Republic, you know. I'm like, oh, okay, well, this person is responsive to tasking, so let's task them with some spying. Yeah. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? Uh, All right, so Tablet Magazine, piece by Lee Smith, covering uh, this Iranian spy ring that was operating during the Obama administration as well as the Biden administration, Robert Malley, uh, the Iran, I keep, see, because I want to say Iranian or Iran because of the whole I walked, I jogged, Iran thing. And so I just keep, anyway, so the Iranian envoy, Rob Malley, Robert Malley, has been suspended for apparently a little while. A State Department spokesman wrote, quote, We have seen the Semaphore article, which does not presume it was a spy ring, and we reject that characterization. Okay, so there's confirmation, and that is what it is. <laughs> the State Department is like, I don't think it's a spy ring at all. It's like, oh, okay, it's a spy ring. Rob Malley remains on leave, and we have no further comment due to privacy considerations. Whether the IEI is best characterized as an Iranian spy ring or as a regime-directed influence operation is a semantic question that beggars the larger question of how any responsible U.S. security official in possession of Tabatabai's correspondence, where she's you know fawning over the leaders and telling me what to say and I'll take your message, and then regurgitates all of these talking points from Iran— through the U.S. government and in the negotiations on the Iran deal, right? How, how could that, how, they would have known that. How could they have cleared her to enter the State Department building or the Pentagon, let alone clear her to work as a chief of staff at the DOD with direct access to the most sensitive real-time details of U.S. Special Forces operations? These are all very good questions from Lee Smith. Finally, the uh, former Intel guy, Thoreau, he suggests that a range of U.S. authorities would have likely known about Robert Malley's involvement with the IEI as well, and that Malley would have been well aware of what they knew. He said, when I was on the National Security Council, the NSA would call to alert me whenever my name had popped up in any kind of conversation among bad actors. 
The facts, of, it's like a Google search term where, you know, you type it into Google and then anytime that term pops, it's like you get notified. Oh, somebody said something about you. The facts of Malley's involvement with the IEI and its agents are likely to have been old news within the Biden administration, right? Because all that stuff happened during Obama's term. The impending publication, though, of these emails is probably the reason why Robert Malley was put on leave back in April and had his security clearances suspended. It was only after the emails got stolen, I guess, and then published. And when they started doing the work on the stories and they started calling around and they started asking people questions, that's when they suspended Malley. That's when they took away his clearances. So what? They didn't know this about the guy? The guy was running a, essentially a spy operation with people from academia and these think tanks. They were getting talking points and having constant contact with the Iranian regime during the nuclear negotiations. They then get elevated inside the Biden administration. We're to believe that they had that our intel agencies had no idea about that. I'm not sure which is a better explanation at this point. This is like Jamal Bowman, like either you pulled the fire alarm and you knew what you were doing or you're an idiot and you don't know what a fire alarm looks like. Right. I'm not sure which one is the better explanation here. Corruption or ignorance. As news of emails and their impending publication circulated in Washington, the administration moved him to the sidelines before Republican officials had the chance to demand his head on a spike. Why an Iranian operative is still at the Pentagon, especially in a job which gives her daily access to classified information that puts the country's most sensitive military operations at risk, is another matter entirely. Thoreau says, quote, the optimistic reading on this is that they were watching her to see what she does and the FBI has her apartment all teched up. In other words, they're spying on her. Maybe that's it. But to be an optimist here, you got to believe the FBI is clean rather than see this as a huge counterintelligence failure. Of course, it's not a failure if they were complicit. So far, however, the evidence points to a less optimistic reading. The Biden administration allowed Malley to push an Iranian agent into sensitive national security positions because she was best equipped to carry out their policy to appease a terrorist regime with American blood on its hands. Shh, Pam. Hey. Yes. Shh. All right. We'll do some news. <laughs> okay.